he might be out of any <laughs> connection with Safa right now, but uh, he would know more than most about happenings that are going on there because it's nearly what now 11 months uh, following his resignation as Bafana Bafana coach. Uh, but right now, though, I can tell you very confidently that he has found a new home. Uh, he, I mean, he's previously worked in Japan, Sweden, Finland, Turkey, uh, had a stint in England as well. So he has now been given a task to head to India to take up a new challenge as Odisha FC manager. Uh, remember when we spoke to him again in, in April, he was set to move to China to take up a new role recently, but the coronavirus outbreak uh, seems to have scuppered that plan. Uh, but he joins me now from his home in Sweden. Stuart Baxter, good evening and welcome to Marawa Sports Worldwide. Good evening, Robert. How are you doing? We are still in lockdown, Stuart. Uh, getting colder, yeah. as you would know, in June, July around South Africa. I would imagine getting warmer that side. That's about right. But I, th- I still think that probably our warm is still your cold. So I don't think we, I don't think we can be, uh, we can't be boasting too much. And, and, and what's the lockdown like right now? I remember when we last spoke to you in, mm. in April, uh, things were pretty severe that side, as they were starting off in South Africa as well. Yeah, it's, it's, I think the Swedes have got a bit of a bum rap, Rob, to be fair. They've, they've tried to appeal to the, rather than have a, a really strict lockdown where businesses have gone bankrupt and families are, destroyed and confidence and depression set, sets in at an all-time low. I think they've uh, they've tried to they've tried to have a more humane approach. Uh, they haven't had, if you compare with most countries, uh, a, a bad result. But because they're comparing to the other Scandinavian countries who are in total lockdown, then their initial results have been uh, have been worse. But people obviously they don't they don't want them to they don't want it to look better here when they're not in lockdown. So they've got a bit of a they've taken a bit of criticism, which I don't understand because uh, where we are on the south coast, we have fewer cases here than they do over the water in Denmark, who are in total lockdown. So it's been okay, Rob. It's been uh, it's been bearable, and I think that's the best you can say about it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I sort of checked uh, during the day, you were sitting on about 5,000 confirmed deaths uh, with Mm. about 56,000 confirmed cases. Uh, You know, you can work out from those numbers whatever you you want, but I would imagine that they did try as best as they can, Stuart, to keep that death rate low and have more recoveries. Yeah. Yeah, I think they... They're having massive problems. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I'm speaking. I'm not speaking as an expert, but I, I think sure. most countries have been experienced problems in the uh, the reliability of the testing and tracing. You know, there've been some people have been saying that the, the testing, the testing that they've done, uh, is not reliable. Therefore, it shows. It shows. And two days later, the, the positive becomes a negative, or the negative becomes a positive. So. It's it's been a, it's been a point of uh, conjecture that one over over here certainly, and the the problem that the Swedes actually had in the beginning was that they didn't their strategy with the uh, with the care homes was flawed. People that were de- making deliveries weren't vetted properly, and they were taking 
They were taking the, the virus into care homes, which obviously was bad news because many people died. And I think at one point, 50% of all people that passed on were residents in care homes. So they put that right, and I think that's uh, that's uh, a relief to many people. Yeah. Well, thanks for that background, though, because, uh, I mean, we share these stories. Well, this is a worldwide pandemic, and everything that happens uh, yeah. elsewhere around the world has an indirect or direct effect uh, with us or anywhere else on the continent or the world as well. But I'm, I'm glad you, you're sounding strong and safe, and uh, congratulations on the new appointment uh, heading off yeah, to India. Yes, obviously, they're wrestling with their own uh, coronavirus figures and and I won't be heading off there until uh, until the, the football association is given permission to start their to start their league up I'm guessing as it is at the moment I'll be heading out in in September and with it and then take a uh, pre-season and a season that has to finish by mid-march because of the uh, the under 17 ladies world cup that will take place in India so it'll be a shorter season which is one of the attractions for me it gets me back in, it gets me back into work i need i need i've missed the smell of the grass I need to get out there I need to do some work and the season then takes us further down the line so all the all the uh, globally the the game should be in a healthier place and then at that point we can we can uh, we can look at the situation again. I mean, compared to the 5,000 deaths that I talked about in Sweden, you're talking about 13,000 deaths in India with 425,000 cases of a confirmed yeah. infection. So it's a totally different ball game here. Yeah. So I think it's, I think it, you know, in in places that are so densely populated, it must be a nightmare to try to to try to minimise minimise the uh, the infection rate and flatten that curve. But I think most countries of the world have done a have done a, a good job in terms of not allowing the healthcare system to be overrun. I think that you know there, there have been hospitals that were that were raised in anticipation that have been standing almost empty in in some countries. So I think the uh, the uh, the minimisation, if you want, has been uh, has been good in most places. All right, allow me to indulge a little bit uh, about the job as well as the exciting offering uh, that made you say yes and going to India. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, Stuart Baxter is my guest right now uh, as we catch up with him very briefly on the new appointment, uh, finding a job in the Indian Super League, a team called Odisha. Uh, good evening, Robert, and good evening uh, to head coach uh, Stuart Baxter at Celebra here in East London. I read an article over the weekend where he said he recruit South African players to the Indian club. Can you name those players for me? Because I'm very, very interested. Who are those players? Is, uh, are these players uh, the players that, that he coached, uh, the clubs that uh, he coached in South Africa, the likes of Supersport United and Kaiser Chiefs? Please, coach. Give us the names, man. We want to know which of those players are you going to recruit in that Indian club. It's uh, Libra here in East London. Thank you very much. Congratulations, uh, Stuart Baxter. You couldn't find a more impassioned plea. He says, Coach, please give us those names. (laughs) 
Thank you so much, Libra. Appreciate it. Uh, maybe let me start off with that uh, voice note, uh, saying that you were quoted as saying that a couple of the local players you might recruit to the uh, Indian Super League. Uh, any names? Well, I think I think I'd be a fool, Robert, if I didn't <laughs> if I didn't use the places that I'd worked and the talent that I'd seen and make an effort to uh, to strengthen a, a club that. I think we're allowed uh, at least five foreigners, and I think you can have another two, one from an Asian country and and one uh, what they call a, a star recruitment or an up-and-coming recruitment, a, a, a very talented young player. So there is, a, there is, a, there is some space for, for foreign players. So, yeah, I will be looking at the South African market. I mean, if I, if I give you names, they'll be the names that... Maybe any journalist in South Africa could, could say I'm looking at because they'll be the ones that either I've worked with, I've, I've, uh, I've had problems with when we played against them, or, or just the ones that are doing well at the moment. So I don't want to upset any clubs and upset and, and get and get open the lines for every agent in South Africa to start calling me. But uh, I think I think people can uh, they can uh, they can uh, imagine the sort of players. And it won't be troops of them. I mean, obviously, it's going to be one or two, possibly. And, and have you gotten a, a yes, a thumbs up from any of those players that you have your sights on? Have they given you an indication that they're interested? No, I don't. I don't think. I mean, the way that, the way this the way things like this go in in the game, Rob, isn't it? And we're, and we're all we're all experienced in this game. So what it what it is is I I get my feet under the table first. I speak budget with the with the owners, and then they tell me that you can have that much for, for your foreigners, and then I give them a, a suggestion. And when that's okay, then I'll turn to an agent and say, look, I'm, I'm interested in your lad. What does he think? And if I get a, well, he wasn't totally averse to it, and his contract is in a decent situation, then at that point, we will we will start talking. We haven't reached that point with anybody yet, so... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've cleared it with the owners, and uh, I know what budget I've got, and I'll be, I'll be making a few phone calls now to, to listen to the availability of some of the players that uh, that we're interested in. Well, that's what I was going to ask you before the break. Was what was it about the setup, uh, Stuart, that made you say when the offer was made from this uh, Indian Super League team, mm. Odisha, uh, that yeah. made it worthwhile? You know, especially given your outlook on football. Well, I think. I think when I've been I've been sitting I've been sitting now uh, looking at looking at the looking at the game from the outside a little bit you know people not a lot has been happening it's been in lockdown all over the place the game has been dead it's starting to spread its wings again now but I want to start working so let's say that I was quite receptive to the positivity that they conveyed to me. They they were talking about paying back to the Indian the Indian uh, government who has backed them the local government that has backed them by building new training facilities and a stadium. Uh, they were talking about the youth policy was very important to them. They've just signed they've just sold a lot of experienced players and signed they've got the youngest squad in the league. And they looked at me and they said, look, we we see that you've worked with young players on many continents. You've from what we can see, you've always respected the culture of the of the the country you work in. So we want you to we want you to to take on this project. Is it something that would interest you? And and yes, and yes, it is, Rob. Because I think everybody knows that 
I've I've always tried to 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 work with as young a squad as is possible. Sometimes that's not possible, but uh, introduce the young players is something that I've done all my career. I've worked with some outstanding young players in my time, so they they knew that I'd got I'd got nothing against that, and not, and I found that to be a an interesting project. I mean, they've never finished higher than uh, six. So they've tried the way of let's invest with a checkbook, and it's not worked. And I don't mind being the one to try to bring them some success at the same time, uh, empowering the the youth players or the local players. And obviously the perspective as well that must be drawn when you say they finished sixth uh, in the season, um, there are a 10-team league as opposed to what we have here in South Africa with the 16 that are there. That yeah. says something about their ambition, but do you see them as being a championship club? Well, until I get in and work with the players, Rob, I'd be, I'd be spinning it if I, if I gave you a, sure. a more definite answer. So what I've seen, what I've seen, they have some talented lads. What I've, uh, in, my, in my thoughts and my, my preparations, I can, I can imagine a couple of foreigners with good with, a good, with good leadership qualities, can help them along, and I'm hoping that if I give them a, if I give them a, a structure that suits their their talents and and allows them to play a little bit, and we can uh, we can be two or three notches better than uh, they have been before. I have to say they had five Spanish players last year and a Spanish coach, and so all five players have disappeared, and they they contributed. I think 90% of all the goals scored. So it's not just going to be a walk in the park. It's going to be some serious work has to be done. But I believe that that work is possible, and I think we could get uh, a good dividend as a payback if we, if we get it right. And I believe there's also been a shift in terms of where they were in the capital, New Delhi. Um, have you given yeah. that a bit of thought to the, the new place, Bubanaswa? Yeah, it's well. I think it's it's one of those, Rob. That my first my first uh, taste of, of of India. If I'd have gone to, if I'd have gone to Delhi, I think it may have been a little bit overwhelming. You know, it may have been it may have taken me as the coach a lot of time to adapt. Now, Gubernesua is is a it's a a quieter place. It's a it's a, a more familiar place, you know. The, the local government is back in the back in the team, and and really that was one of the reasons that I think I thought, well, no, it would be uh, it would be a suitable sort of entrance into into uh, the Indian League. So, yeah, well, I did I did think I did think about that, and I do and I do think that the owners the owners are from that 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 region. They went sort of home. With the team, they had been in Delhi. They were they were big investors in the game. Uh, they had players like I think Robert Perez and people like that. They paid quite a lot of money to bring those players out without really getting any success. So, yeah, they are they are hopeful that, that this this changing direction will help them. And uh, and I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to trying to make the most and maximising the potential that they have. Just finally, Coach, you've signed that uh, contract to your deal, I believe? Yeah, it's a one-year deal, Rob, but uh, we have a second year 
in the contract if we roll it over. I've got obviously the the option to to not roll it over, and I suppose that they've got the the option to say, "Coach, you suck," so we're not going to give you that second year. So, so, uh, but it's a t- it's a two year in principle, and they wanted that because they wanted to take that to the to the board and the local government, and and uh, yeah, we'll 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 see how we how we get along with each other. But I think it's uh, it's been a very positive. Uh, talk that we've had and the negotiations have been very, very cordial. All right. I mean, we'll shift our focus uh, to following uh, the exploits on that side of the world, uh, Coach, and I wish you everything of the best. Lots of positive uh, vibes that are coming through here on social media, voice notes coming through from South Africans, uh, wishing you uh, absolutely everything of the best. Uh, It's actually amazing. I was looking at it now that it's, what, 2nd of, of August last year. Uh, when you left uh, the, yeah. you know, the the Safa shores, and it's almost a year later. Unbelievable! I don't I don't know if I would have if I'd have waited longer, if I'd have had a nervous breakdown or a divorce. I don't know what would have come come first, Rob. Well, hopefully not well, the divorce. Like to, <laughs> <laughs> well, my my wife said she said she's the, she's the happiest person on the planet that I'm working again. I don't know what, I don't know if you can read into that, Rob. But Rob, I'd just like to say to everybody, everybody in South Africa, everybody please stay safe. Stay safe, support each other, take care of your families, and at the end of this, let's make sure that South Africa comes out of it victorious and in a better shape than it was when it went into it. And And for the people in football, Thanks for the support, and uh, I think we'll probably bump into each other in another another time. It usually happens that way. Stuart Baxter, you know football, you know the dynamics, you know the revolving door policy. Uh, it all comes back again, and we could see you back in our shores uh, sometime in the near future. But exciting times ahead for you. It's new territory. Thanks. And I think one that you'll adapt very, very quickly to. Thank you so much for your time once again, and all the best to you and the family. Cheers, Rob. My pleasure. Thank you. That's a newly appointed Odisha FC coach. That's Stuart Baxter joining us live from his home in Sweden.